time for the Liz Calloway Show. You asked for it, and we got it. Now, 6 to 10 weekday mornings. Always local. Always live. Always right. Here's Liz and Nick on Talk 94.5. It's been a busy morning. Liz is obviously on vacation. She already sent me a picture of her and Nikki Noodle in the sunrise in Florida. Looking good. She'll be back on Tuesday. It's been uh, me and and a rotating, uh, I guess, uh, guests, including this one. It's Tech Talk with Rob Chang from PCMatic.com on Talk Chang, and good morning to you, kind sir. Good morning, Nick. Hey, uh, have you ever heard of this uh, this online, uh, I don't know if you call it a news source, it could be a blog, I'm not sure. It's called Electric, Electric High. Electric High. And they've got I've the... I've not heard of it. Okay, that's okay. They've got the, the what they consider so far, the top nine high-profile company data breaches for this year so far. Because we're getting to the end of the year, so people are starting to compile these lists. They have in at number one, and I believe we we spoke about this. That's the move it uh, situation. Would you call that the well, number would, one, or do you think T-Mobile would be should be number one? You know, it, you can't really tell because move it impacted so many uh, organizations. I mean, we don't know how many they tried because. So let me explain this. Um, but what this was was they were stealing data. They weren't going and encrypting data. They were stealing it. In order to get ransom from it, they have to go and put it on what they call a shame website. And so they were putting up there as fast like the Department of Energy. Actually, for example, they showed Department of Energy, but then it came out that there were other undisclosed federal government agencies. So we don't know the extent of this thing. We just know that at least one federal agency and multiple agencies were uh, were impacted, but we don't know which one. Well, this this article says, just as you mentioned, Department of Energy. They're also saying now Department of Agriculture, and you ready for this one? Department of Health and Human Services. Ooh. That's wow. big. That's a big one. So, this, so th- there you have your answer to your question as far as, you know, which is the biggest. I mean, move, and, and that's just, you know, the federal agencies. This also impacted, you know, um, I, I know for a fact that I mean, the California um, retirement system, mm-hmm. my, my aunt was a school teacher in California, and she wrote me an email, how does it impact me? I mean, because, and that's a huge one, right? This is not just everyone that's um, retired, but everyone that's ever been retired. I mean, that's in that system right there. And they got all that data. They got it, it all. It's it's scary. And that's just one. Of the, I think they got some other retirement uh, systems uh, as well. Move it was... Um, What's not, it was a very high-end piece of software, so only very large organizations were using it. Right. And so, therefore, the impact was even... Because uh, I had never heard of the software before. See, and, and like, as you mentioned, a lot of banking systems, like First National Bank, First Merchants Bank, City National Bank, a lot of these, even international targets. And I knew the answer to my question, but I wanted you to explain why, and you did perfectly. Thank you, as always. <laughs> <laughs> 
So what else do you have you been uh, investigating, looking at? What other news can you tell us as far as this realm is concerned? We're talking, by the way, with Rob Chang, PC Matic. Uh, tell us what what, what, you, what you got. Well, what I want to talk about today was something called distribute, distributed denial of service. They, uh, in the business, we call it DDoS, distributed denial of service. And what this hmm. is is hundreds of thousands, a minimum of hundreds of thousands of devices, and they could be anywhere in the world, and they all point. What happens is that if you just have, and that's what they call a bot. And so let's say you have a, one computer, one computer in Russia, and now it gets infected. It's a piece of software, and it gets it infects the computer, but it just sits there dormant on the computer waiting for uh, instructions from a centralized location. And that centralized location says, send a bunch of uh, nonsense or miscellaneous traffic to this one website. Now, if you do that hundreds of thousands of times, it shuts down that website. And, and this, this is now happening in mass. I mean, it's, it's not just computers. The, the larger concern is just infecting things like television, you know, smart right. TVs, mm-hmm. and all these things. And so all, all these um, Internet of Thing devices are being, can be turned against us through a centralized location. One, lo- one person usually can control all these hundreds of thousands, or, and actually what I, what I believe now is it's turning into millions and millions of them. And so and what, you can what, shut down anything. What would the goal be then? Just to disrupt service and then demand what? A ransom or control? Well, okay, it, it, it depends on who the attacker is, right? I mean, so one thing, and it has not been used a lot uh, in ransomware, because they, they call that triple extortion. They, ransomware has uh, three ways of attacking now, where... Number one, it shuts down things. It just, you know, you lose all your files, and therefore you cannot operate. And, you know, everything that's happened here in our area has all been that version of ransomware. The second one we're just talking about is stealing the data. Mm-hmm. And, and frequently ransomware does both those. They, they shut you down, and they steal your data. So you, if you don't want either one of those bad act outcomes, you go and um, pay the ransom. Right. The third one is what we're talking about is and then they they also sometimes now they also do this DDoS as well. So if you all of a sudden you're under attack, so now you have three reasons to pay the ransom, although that's very rare at this point. Mainly when you see DDoS, I mean I and this is this is really my big fear fear is that that, that this will be like a nation state thing. I mean it's because there's nothing you can do. once you go start hitting up uh, once the bots start hitting, let's say, the Department of Defense or and so on. There is nothing they can do to stop it from happening. See, but I do have a plan. So I'm I, trying okay. to roll out a plan. I'm going to blog about this. <laughs> That's what I was going to ask. What's your plan? The, the the issue right now. I mean, this goes a lot for our country. Is that we we are dependent on other nations for our cybersecurity. I mean, for for our for 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 our internet here in in our country to work. We are dependent on other nations. And uh, what my idea is, that in the event that, uh, let's suppose, millions of um, bots are attacking us, and all the bots end up being in Europe. Well, all that traffic is, is not coming through the air. It's all coming through one pipe that's going from, the Euro- um, from Europe to the United States. And actually, you know that there's a new pipe coming from South America into the United States, and that's going right through Myrtle Beach. Mm-hmm. But there's only so many of these pipes, and they're all underground, in the under the ocean. And so, therefore, it'd be really cool if the government could all of a sudden, if we're being attacked, shut those down. And just, and, and actually, if so you think about it, all of a sudden, boom, 
you don't have any um, traffic coming in from a foreign country. And actually, things ought to things ought to just be great, right? You still can, you still ought to be able to do uh, get all our news because all those servers in the United States. You should be able to buy everything. You should be able to go on Amazon because all those servers in the United States. But everything should be fine, except for wherever we have these weird um, dependencies on foreign uh, foreign nations, and we'll learn what those are. But also, but now we'll also, as soon as you lose all those uh, dependencies, we'll be independent, and therefore we don't need uh, to have foreign traffic in order to run our internet. So, and then you only need to then you only need to protect against bots that are in the United States. Okay, and that that we have some control over. I mean, I, I think I talked about last time is that, um, what's it called, uh, Android TV. Did I talk, talk about that last week? Yes. Last two weeks ago? Yes. So so we got to stop things like that. So all of a sudden, you know, shipping into the country are a bunch of things that are pre-installed with bot software on it. And then, by the way, and that was millions. And that one was kind of scary to me because now that they're in the country, how do you get them out of the country? There's no way to do that. We don't have any method to get them out of the country. We also don't have any method to update them to make sure that bot software gets off of those all those devices. So my guess is there, if anybody has an Android TV, is that you're also contributing to a having a bot a bot a bot botnet attack, a DDoS attack, you know, someplace else uh, in our country. Can I can I just ask a stupid question? Let's just say that you do have an Android TV and it's on your home network. Can it travel through the network, or is it exclusive to that device? It's exclusive to that device. Okay. I mean, and and it, and it can't do any damage to your network. I mean, it, that in this case, because it, it is it's a bot, and so what what is just waiting for in the instruction from somewhere else to attack a different uh, area, and and the likelihood that it's going to attack you is is extremely low. But it's usually going to. So I actually I did not talk about this last time. I mean, both they're doing some testing on this recently. Mm-hmm. And um, they, they tried uh, shutting down Google and Amazon uh, on uh, denial of service, and 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 they failed. But but that's only because it wasn't strong enough. But they're they're keep on aggregating more and more of these bots. They come out like like an army, right? So so their army just keeps on getting bigger and bigger and bigger by infecting more of these uh, devices. And there's so many devices to go, and uh, in in fact. Well, how do we get deeper into this? So, okay, you just mentioned the Android TVs. So does that mean that this is being implanted during the manufacturing of this TV in whatever the country of origin it comes from? Yes. I mean, it, that, that is exactly what happened. Uh, they, so, that, so the Android TVs, and I have done some research, they're coming from China, and that the fact, and necessarily the Android TV is not a really big uh, one now, and they are not that that. Uh, that factory is not following any protocols related to cybersecurity. You know, I mean, in a lot of build buildings you go into, you have to sign in and all that kind of thing, and put in when you. I don't know if you've been in a lot of those buildings, but they don't have any of those uh, controls in place. And so somebody got in there, and they were able to infect a bunch of those TVs. And then once that happens, I mean, there's nothing, you know, at the border that's going to stop that from happening. Right. Oh, they don't even know what they're looking for. No, no, they don't. Wow, it's interesting. It made the news. I, I was trying to understand how they figured out that this happened, um, and then I, I'm trying to figure out wh- what, who in the government is responsible for for fixing these things. I mean, there 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 is an organization in CISA that's uh, this is called this is an IoT device that's responsible for IoT security. So I'm trying to meet that person 
and understand more about you know what they are doing on this because this this uh, can all, only get worse because nothing was there's really no security controls at all for, for from this not happening again. So what is the solution? Do you I mean you said you're working on a plan and that that's just identifying the problem, but how is it that let's say let's say I have one of those, how do I rectify it with this? You said software. Well, many times the software or the update's not available for that device, but is that the only way to do it? Is there an update that maybe you're working on that could do that, like a blanket there's thing? Nothing, well, there's some things we're working on, but there's, I mean, obviously we're, we're, we don't work with Android TV and we don't right. work with that uh, manufacturer. I mean, the root of the, this issue actually is Google, right? Google makes Android and they're licensing it to them. Right. And they don't have, uh, obviously, any um, quality control or security control before the devices actually leave leave the factory. And and so I think that's the issue. Android is, is just meant to be a multi-purpose platform that Google made. Um, right. that, that can run anything, right? On your phone, you can run anything. And, and now you have it on these IoT devices where there's no security. So I, I think that the, uh, what, what the, uh, the government should do is say, listen, uh, we're going to write some laws that if you're going to make the software, it has to be secure. Because, I mean, the, Google is the one who uh, makes Android. You know, I remember... They, right now, there, there's no statement from Google or anything. Nobody's going to say, well, Google, what are you going to do to get all these devices so that they don't become bots? Um, now they're, they're in the country. I mean, somebody should ask Google that question. Uh, that, that, yes, I agree. Do you remember, I think it was, because you and I are roughly the same age, uh, like it was in the 80s and there was a law that was passed that you couldn't ship some of these complex games with these operating systems. And this was the early age of games, late 90s or late 80s, early 90s. You couldn't ship them to these certain countries who could then turn around and use that technology against us. Do you remember that? Yeah, actually, when I, my first job out of college was working at Texas Instruments, and I worked in international. And so that was in 1981, 1982. And part of our group was something called export control. Yeah. We were exporting technology outside the country. You know, Texas Instruments had advanced, still has advanced technology and advanced chips, and they don't want that to get in the right. This was also, we talked about this also, about the plane going down, and the concern about that plane was that those chips inside the plane got someplace else and they could, somebody could look at them. Mm-hmm. Because we have a lot of advanced chips that are only made for that airplane. We don't want other people being able to duplicate that. Right. Right, so that it's all part of that. It's actually very similar to that. What we're talking about here is that Google is essentially exporting out. Um, actually, if you think about what Google's done, they, they're exporting out from from the United States into to China their their software. But there's no uh, confirmation that the the software that they did was indeed the same software. That that got exported back into our country. Right. I mean, In this case, it's not a hardware thing. It's because a it was modified. It was modified to yeah. be a bot. Yeah. And it was not the same software that um, that wasn't how Google intended it, obviously. And so there should be a check in there to make sure that this is this is the software we gave you, and this is the software that's on our our devices that we're shipping back in the country. What would their hesitancy be to agree to something like this? Money? Yeah, I mean, I I, I guess there, right now there would be a cost in doing that. Obviously, I mean that. that that, that doesn't happen automatically. Uh, you can't automate that. Someone would need to actually go check it. Or actually, maybe they could automate it. Maybe, and, and that would be good. They, they should start working on, you know, um, techniques on how they can verify these things. They, right now, they don't, they don't bother. Almost like a reset to the original factory specs kind of a, 
uh, a fix, an update, if you will. But see, the, the thing is the bad guys got in at the factory. So right now, the device thinks they are the original factory setting. Oh, yeah. That's a so good point. If you did that, you would still have the bot on it. But Google sent them an image, and then the, when they came back into the country, that image was different. That image now had some additional software on there that we don't want on there. It would be great if somebody could come up with a small little device you plug in before it goes on any network to see if that is what it's supposed to be. Is that feasible? Yes, that is feasible. And Google, and Google, since they're the ones that are originating this thing, they should go and develop a device like that. Agreed. Much like when you take your car to the service station, they plug in the little thing and they see what's wrong with it. One of those things. Yeah. Sounds like a job you know, for that, that would, yeah, I mean, <laughs> that, that, that would be kind of an interesting thing to do, to have a feature like that and. All users uh, that have Android TV could just go and look at it. Is this the, the, the original image or not? And it could go to a website, to Google's website, and they could check that. Yeah, and that would be for smartphones, tablets, smart TVs, everything like you mentioned. Everything. I mean, Android is everywhere. Exactly. I mean, so, so they need to go and figure out their security, and they haven't. And no one's making them. All right, Rob Chang from so PCmatic. Thank you. Oh, I, I go ahead. talked to uh, you know Nancy Mason, you know uh, about this, about what's yes. going on. Actually, I, I actually talked talked to her about the Android TVs, you know, I, and I encouraged her to try to write some laws that that, that really bring to the forefront that is our expectation that if you're you have the software that that is going to be the uh, there's some checks in here for security. No, I mean the, the the key thing is that they don't care about security. I mean it's, they don't think it's 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 should, it's a factor. And, and it is a factor. It's very important, actually, and 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 so we just need to get that in in you know in their in their vision of what they are, what they're trying to accomplish. Okay, well, we got Google run. has lots of smart people there. I I agree, but they need somebody maybe smart on this side of it, someone like you that can point out these deficiencies and these problems, and then maybe come up with a solution that these companies can then engage in to protect not only the consumers but their intellectual property, if you will. Yeah, Rob Chang, PCmatic. Thank you, sir. Great talking to you as always, Nick. Yep, and I will talk to you soon on the other thing as well, so stand by. Okay. Uh, yep, uh, we got Megadon coming up. You bet.